Welcome back to the Press Play Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that thinks that men who order white, white Russians in bars are virgins. I'm Ian. <laughs> oh, master. I'm Seth. I'm Dasher, and I feel that men that order fireball in bars are secretly cocksuckers, but, you know, that's just my opinion, and I could be wrong. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, uh, we... Did something different. We talked about the boys in its own episode because it was just that good of, uh, of you know, an, an episode. And now we're just going to talk about my pick of the week, which is, uh, I can't remember the year. I think it's 1974. The uh, five. 1975. Yeah, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre directed by Toby Hooper. And widely, is- widely considered outside of Halloween, the original, well, outside of Halloween and Psycho, the original slasher film. It's one of the first. It's one that helped push the slasher genre forward. Yeah. Yes, and this is our first ever appearance of the core icon Leatherface. Yeah. And Seth has never seen this movie before ever. So as per usual. Mhm. Oh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is a a touching story about uh, <laughs> here we go <laughs> a home a homeowner desperately trying to defend his home against home invaders. No, that's Home Alone. You're talking about Home Alone. No, these fuckers <laughs> walk in. They just show the fuck up. They weren't led there. They were just we're gonna go look at rundown houses because that's what young people in the seventies do. So they're having that grand old time of there, and then they wander off. And find this other house. Oh, there might be gasoline here because they may need gas soon. Because we spent half an hour of the first part of the movie in the fucking van with goddamn wheelchair man. I was so glad he died, dude. Like even Offset, people hated him. Like he was he was so into character. People avoided him when when they yelled cut. So Seth, tell us how you really feel about the movie. As a, I'm calling the, the, this movie was definitely it's considered a trendsetter. It helps yeah. shape the modern the modern uh, slasher film. Yeah, but substance wise, I I don't find a whole lot here. I really don't. This movie is kind of it, it's it's very bare bones in a way when it comes to the script. I understand what Hooper's trying to do visually. He's trying to create this, this sense of, 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 of not only uh, claustrophobia, but uh, also like everything is foreboding. Mm-hmm. The, the walls are closing in around you and uh, everything's crazy. You don't quite know what's going on. Things look weird. Um, and I appreciate it, but this just did it. This, I, it just didn't do a whole lot for me. It really didn't. Uh, I want to go on record as saying that last week I told Ian and Seth when you, when Ian, when you made this pick that Seth was probably not going to like this film. I think I remember saying that verbatim. Um, and I understand why. Because as iconic as this film is, and it deserves a lot of respect, I myself have never been a huge fan of this film. I was only it's ever okay. a fan of this film. It's okay. 
It's okay. It's predis- It's it, it's sequels and remakes and whatever. Trash. Do not Absolutely deserve my respect. Shit. Dog shit. Yes, agreed. No, this um, this movie is 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 almost an experiment. Is yeah, it was really watching a film it. experiment, and it was it, in that sense, it was fascinating. Um, you know, the editing choices, the lighting choices. Like, there's one part where uh, what's this, what's the Franklin? Franklin. Yeah. There's yep. when they're yelling for them in the dark, and he just he turns the flashlight on. But he doesn't look out. He's shining his own face, and I'm like, that's such a weird choice to to to, to shoot and, and have it framed that way. Why aren't you following the uh, where he's looking? And I and as I started to look at it more and and you know continue to watch the film, it's shot like a fucking documentary. Yeah this this film is definitely. This this was a young Toby Hooper cutting his teeth. This mm-hmm. was Toby Hooper finding out who he was. That's what I, mean, I always that's what I always equate to this film is this is Toby Hooper finding out who he is as a director. And um, he because this I the idea behind the the movie for the time for the for the time especially is is uh you know it's pretty intriguing. But Pretty ambitious. Yeah, I, I I think had he had he a bigger budget, uh, maybe he could have done something else because you could tell in the technical department that he didn't have the best crew in the world. No, he um, didn't. No. A lot of amateurs. He probably knew a lot of them. Um, and well, even he himself at the time was, by all considerations, an amateur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he was very. I equate this film to. John Carpenter's Halloween. These are two directors who in the future are going to be widely renowned in the genre. And their first films are going to be considered iconic masterpieces. But when you get down to brass tacks as their first films are very, very raw and very, very rough. Oh, yeah. Because Halloween is, 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 it's a very... It's very similar. It's low budget. It's yes. It's a it's fucking amateur hour, but they struck gold. But, but see, yeah. that's the thing though is, is that Halloween, it's it's a movie. This yeah. is like I said, it's shot like a documentary, like someone who's along for the ride with a camera. And it's almost it's almost like found footage before found footage, isn't it? But they also uh, want, uh, yeah, they that's, want that's, you that's to feel a really that good way. analogy. Yeah, they, and exactly. They want you to feel that way, which is why I don't dismiss it. Um, yeah, yeah, because they I, want I, you I to think, feel like you're in the van with these victims. Sorry, characters. Right. Because that's all they are. The Franklin's the only person, right. the only guy whose name I can remember, even though I've seen this movie like nine times. Yeah. Just because he's so goddamn annoying. And where they <laughs> sold where the, where they sold the general public on this is that this movie is loosely based on actual events. Okay, this movie was based off Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Let's, let's, let's be real here. Yeah. Um, it didn't take place in Texas. His name wasn't Leatherface, even though he took the skin of his victims and made ornaments and lampshades and every th- furniture out of them. That's who Leatherface is molded after, is Ed Gein. Um, Leatherface... As a horror icon, I 100% get it, but he is probably my least favorite horror icon. Um, I, I enjoy. I, I was very film. disappointed in just how underwhelming he was. 
he's very he is very underwhelming in, in this film yes um what they were going for and what they put on screen were two completely different things but again mm-hmm. i get it because of budget and probably scheduling yeah. conflicts and the time they had to make this film they did the best they could with what they were offered and yeah. you have to appreciate you have to respect this film but mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily make it, it, it it's a classic but, there, and, and there's there's certain choices uh you know when you, you consider how low budget this was and how early this director was in his career there's certain there, there's there's one choice in particular that uh it just it just proves that they had no fucking money and that Toby Cooper yeah. is was for an amateur director he made a pretty good decision and that was we can't afford to make the gore look good we're not gonna right show. yeah exactly a, a, a lot of the gore happens and off screen it and, does and, and they, were actually, they, were, they were going time. They it's were yeah, applied. it was applied. They were going for a PG rating at the time, which because PG thirteen didn't exist. That's why a lot of the gore is off screen or just you know implied. Yeah, because surprisingly enough, they were going for PG. But wow. I, I I think that I will give this movie an abundance of credit for is the people who made let's say the first three Friday the Thirteenth movies took cliff notes from this film because it is shot very similarly like when Leatherface chainsaws the guy in the wheelchair mm-hmm. okay you don't really see him chainsaw the guy in the wheelchair it's implied exactly you, say, you, the, see, they, you see him with his arms in the air like shit, yes. yelling and yeah same thing in the, yeah it's same things happens in Halloween 3 when Jason Hits the guy in the wheelchair with the machete in the face. You don't actually really see it happen, but you see the after effects. You see the aftermath, happen. yeah. Um, so that uh, a lot of influence has been taken from this movie, which is what makes it a classic, and yet it has to be respected. But it is not without its flaws. I think one of the things that this movie does very well is is the set design of the inside of the house. It's great. It's yeah, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I, I even said, I'm like, I told, I told him on Saturday, I'm like, Seth, you may not, you may not love this movie, you just may like it, but you can't tell me that the set design was not good. Yeah, no, it, was, it was, it was good considering probably the, probably the strength of the film. One of it, yeah, yeah, damn sure ain't Franklin. No, <laughs> fucking um, shit, dude. I wanted, I wanted him to die immediately. But I, I think I, we just uh, picked up Dracula. I will give this movie its props. The scene where they're having the family dinner and house psycho. That's oh, the dreadful. Wonderful. That's the wonderful. best part of the movie. And yeah. how but he lingers too long on shit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they repeat the uh God, what is that they're repeating like constantly? Uh about her crying. The, the, yeah, I mean that they they, they they over they and over and over her, again. They pay into her crying a lot, which you would be, of course, oh, sure. Yeah. But yeah, and, and watching them hold her down while they have their almost dead grandfather try to hit her in the head with a, with a three pound sledge. By the way, yeah, ironically, the youngest person in the film. 
Right. Oh no shit. <laughs> yeah, the guy who played Grandpa was like twenty something at the time. Wow. Yeah. He was just heavily makeup. I thought it was. I thought that was hilarious. And I mean, it's is it not more blatantly obvious that Rob Zombie one hundred percent ripped off this film for House of a Thousand Corpses? Dude, he ripped off this movie for for his remake of Halloween. Yeah. I, which should all never of his movies. Uh, now, now that you mentioned it, and now that I've finally seen this film, I think all of Rob Zombie's movies are a rip off of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's and, so and, obvious and, that he just wanted to remake Texas Chainsaw when he remade Halloween. I'm like, why didn't you just do that then? And a lot of other films, a lot of other films. Let, let's not, you know, we're we're going to sit here and tell you that this is not the greatest piece of cinema on film, and it's not, but. You can't dispute the fact that it is very influ- It's one of the most influential pieces of cinema as far as a horror genre is concerned, because everybody's ripped off this film at some point in time, in some way, shape, form, or fashion. It's the best amateur film I've ever seen. I, I'll tell you that right now. Um, it's, there, there's there is some charm to it, and um, and in its simplicity, uh, plot wise, but. And it's not even 90 minutes long. It's barely feature length. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I think, I, you know, it, it, you just, you, there's, and I say there's not much to the, to the script because of the, all the, all the times we're just, you know, first of all, the first 30 minutes in the van is unbearable. It's bad. I, it's bad. I, I, I wanted to turn it off and continue the next day. I stuck through it though. But, because after that, the movie it starts to you know it starts to pick up pace. Yeah, when, when shit starts happening, it it does. I agree with you one hundred percent. The first 30, 35 minutes, it's it's pretty bad. But if yeah. you stick with it, when shit starts happening, um, especially when he starts, see Leatherface's biggest attribute in this film is not the chainsaw; it's him sticking people on fucking meat hooks. Yeah. That was my god, man. Yeah, Those scenes brutal. right there, that's the best acting in the movie because you you believe that pain. You felt that pain when he was putting those bitches on fucking meat hooks. Oh, when, also, because he's so big and strong, so he's able to hold her and yes. her down slowly, and yes. that looks so much fucking worse. I think one of the things I like about, like, he's he's not my favorite horror icon, but he's definitely not my least favorite. Exactly. Uh, but uh, the one thing I like about him is that he doesn't actively come find you. He's not no. like Jason or Freddy. Like they stepped on his turf, and yeah, that's what happens. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he would have never found these people otherwise. Like, and he's right. he's a, he's an introvert, and he's afraid of people. He attacks. He's he's almost like an animal. He's like he attacks when well, he feels threatened. Well, he, I, he, I got I got the impression that this is just what this family did. They waited. That's what the other two. Yeah, they oh, wait. Yeah. yeah, they waited for people to come to that you know middle of nowhere gas station. Then they tell them they don't have gas, and then they wait for nightfall and fuck them up. But yeah, and, and but- Leatherface is like they're you know they keep him there. Um, to just I, I, they would have wound up those kids would have wound up there had they not wandered off. Yeah, well, I mean Le- Leatherface in this film is very Michael Myers like in the fact he's. Got the body of a man, the mind of a child, the disposition of a fucking animal. Mm-hmm. That's just who Leatherface is. He's he's almost he's almost toying with these people like he's a child. It's it's fun for him 
I don't think he necessarily realizes that hurting people is bad. It's just no. That's all he's ever known. It's all he's ever known is pain and agony. Exactly. And you know, I wish, I wish this movie would have you know given me a little bit more on that. Uh, Yeah. But no, we we spent thirty minutes in a fucking van with Franklin and other other people's names who I don't remember because we don't actually think about them. In the grand scheme of things, you don't get a lot of Leatherface in this movie. No. He's on screen for like five or six minutes. Yeah. Oh, I do. <laughs> the point I laughed out loud, though, is at the end, when she's running down the road and she stops the semi-truck. And then the semi-driver gets out and... Uh, Leatherface shows up and he just runs yeah. the fuck away. <laughs> well, no, they they get they they get he gets her in the semi. I'm like, okay, that's the end of the movie, and then they immediately get out of the semi. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why didn't you just drive? If, right. if the truck just shows up anyway, I never I I don't understand that. I like at all. Yeah. That was it's like the. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to ever leave anyway, why make someone do something stupid? It was one thing, <laughs> one, and if you've ever watched the subsequent sequels of this film, and they are all, even the remakes are all ass fucking garbage, 100% dog shit. Even the one with Matthew McConaughey or the one with Zegwigger. That one's the worst. Absolutely. It's probably the worst. Matthew McConaughey actively avoids conversation about that film. That's how bad it is. Which um, one? Texas Chainsaw uh, New Next Generation, I think, or next something. Next Generation, yeah. It oh, was, it was that. McConaughey. It was McConaughey and Renell Zegwiger's on-screen debut. You were close. Was in, yeah, yeah. Um, but my God, man, was that movie so fucking trash? Um, this is the best of all of them. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because I, I saw the uh, the Jessica Beals remake, and that was awful. God, God. I also awful. saw the prequel to that one and Ch- uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D with Alexander Daddario. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the one that just came out on Netflix. What didn't two see years that? Ago, which I'm was done. Trash. I'm fucking done. Fucking trash. Um, but again, you know, this movie has to be respected for what it gave to the game, for the precedent it set. Um, it's going to stand in horror lore as an iconic film, as well it should. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a great film because it's not. It's, it's, it's a fascinating movie. It's it's yeah yeah. I I, I don't hate it. Like, I think the I think don't the, get me I, wrong. The idea of the film is better than the product we got, and that enough that yeah. is what makes it so fascinating. Is you know the idea that was there is way more fascinating than what was put on screen. Yeah, the the idea and the execution uh, that contingent upon the very, very, obviously very, very low budget. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a miracle this movie is as good as it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I mean, even know what the budget of this film was, but I, I guarantee you it was less than $4 million. Guarantee you that. I, I, oh, yeah. Very, this, is very 70s, this is the 70s. This is the 70s. Less than a million. But it, it was it was a box office smash. This movie exploded at the box office. It made a lot of fucking money. Yeah, there was nothing like it. Nope. This was, I mean, and this was, this was the movie that came out after Psycho and before Halloween. So the slasher genre after Psycho and before Halloween was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
unless this, you incorporate hammer films in there, which yeah. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> I, 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 I consider this film to be the Blair Witch of slasher films. Sure. Blair, like Blair Witch was the found footage. Sure. I, yeah. yeah, I could agree with that. Um, yeah, because the Blair Witch isn't a good movie, but the way it's stated, the idea behind it is it's great. It's fascinating. Yeah. It is fascinating. I agree 100%. Um, and again, it's, it's not my favorite slasher movie of all time. It's not my least favorite, but Leatherface as a character is probably my least favorite slasher. That's not to say that he's bad. I just, you know, what you see, what you see is what you get. Well, you know, later slashers, you know, they they honed the formula and they got better. Exactly. They did. That's exactly some got worse. Some yeah. got bad. Some got real bad. Looking at you, Freddie. <laughs> uh, Robert England. Got All right. Well, uh, what do we got next week? Whose turn is it, Seth? Mine. Yes. We're going to watch the Sylvester Stallone film, First Blood. All right. All Gosh, right. Already, you said it, you say it was an old versus new? Or? Yeah, we're going to do old versus new, Clash of the Titans. All right. Can we vote right now? I, already, I feel like I said that last week. Uh, you did. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. We got to wait. Got to wait two weeks. Fine. Although, I think, feel like we already know where this is going to go. All right. Well, this yeah. has been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Peace. Bye-bye.